0: Welcome to the Dildor Storky Discourse on Sex, Dating, and Masturbating. My name is Kate Sloan, I'm a sex journalist, a sex blogger, and I have a poster on my wall that says, Femmes, Capable of Fucking Your Brains Out, and there's an illustration of a femme in a strap-on. And it makes me happy every time I look at it. Who are you, friend?
1: I'm Bex, I'm a sex educator and a sex blogger, and the last time my parents asked why they've never seen the apartment I've lived in for three years, I had to come up with something clever that isn't the walls are covered in dicks
0: right you're just yeah. like shoving them into the closet just like <laughs> stuffing the closet full and They're hoping like, i've never seen that, that apartment i was like
1: over. wow really wow. interesting so weird wow yeah, I, I, just, why. I didn't realize huh <laughs> must be because there's no parking in new york that's definitely it
0: yeah for sure. I mean, who wants to go to New York right right right, yeah, yeah. We're talking about decor today, uh, and it did just occur to me to ask you this. Have you ever used a suction cup dildo as a coat hanger?
1: No, and I <laughs> don't know if I've ever really used the suction cup on a dildo except for like porn stuff, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: I use it for, like, funny pictures because I just think it's hilarious to attach dildos to the wall. Yeah. And I guess you could, like, hang necklaces on them or...
1: Doorstop. Hang...
0: Right. Well, you Ring need toss. a pretty hefty dick for that. Ring tops. Or a pretty light door. <laughs> but it's cock rings. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so as I look behind you, I see that there are uh, illustrations of very gay men in various states of undress, Uh, so you're in a good spot to discuss this topic. So, Bex, I'm wondering what elements of your home decor were chosen with sex or dates in mind? Uh,
1: So, okay, so as y'all may have noticed, I'm very much a Virgo. Uh, So much of my room is designed to make it really easy to live and function in, And a lot of that Mm -hmm. is also to make it easy to do that when I have partners over. So, yeah, a lot of my room has sex in mind. I don't know that Mm -hmm. it was the entire reason I did most of my decor stuff, but it's something I think about before I make a lot of decisions on things. So Mm -hmm. I have... uh, Hanging on the wall, I have a coat rack with all of my kink stuff. I have a wine rack with a bunch of dildos in it. I have, next to my bed is a nightstand that has really deep drawers so that I can put dildos in them. Because a lot of nightstands, the drawers are so thin and then you can only fit, like, maybe one deep. You can't, like, pile them in. It's fucking annoying. I
0: like Um, my drawers nice and deep, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you
1: know. Um,
0: I'm in a silly mood today. Oh. Yeah, I think it's I think it's interesting and important that you mention, like, ease of, uh, like, living e- easily and, like, conveniently in your space. Yeah. Because I find that that definitely is important for me when it comes to sex and masturbation. Because, like, if the toys are hard to get to or if the lube is hard to get to, I just won't bother with them most of the time. Yeah. So, like, my vibe's got to be plugged in. The lube's got to be ready to go. Which may be a responsive desire thing where I'm, like, looking at the toys. I'm like, hmm. Interesting. Those are there.
1: Yeah. Well, so from my bed, I can reach a wine rack that hangs on the doll on the wall that has my favorite dildos and my magic wand on it. I have a little like caddy stuck to the side of my nightstand. So it like sits between my nightstand and the bed and it has a bunch of lube bottles in it and the little caddy on the side behind on the back of my nightstand are little clips with chargers including my magic wand charger that I can like unclip from the clip and plug into the wand hanging from the wine rack so it's all like Mm -hmm. right there and super easy because I'm a person who I'm a creature of habit and I live by my routines Mm -hmm. and I do this shit every day so why not make it as easy as possible for myself
0: yeah yeah I think that's nice I think sort of like mechanizing the ritual of pleasure makes you more likely to experience pleasure in your life and that's true in like a lot of different areas like if i don't keep my house properly stocked with food then i will eat a lot of mcdonald's <laughs> so it's good to to keep veggies ready and buy the same yeah. token to keep my magic wand charged yeah. <laughs> I just moved into a new space that has a big windowsill right behind my head, and I have arranged my whole buffet of lube on there, and it fills me with such delight. Yeah, because I used to have them crowded onto my nightstand, which just takes up valuable nightstand space, and periodically I'd be like, okay, which lubes can I take out of this group? And I really couldn't remove any. Like, I needed all of them. (laughs) And there's like eight.
1: Once I got that little caddy, like, my nightstand cleared up so much. It was so satisfying. Uh, mm-hmm. just to get all, it holds all of my lubes and like my grinder and a pen and my remote, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And just having it, cause it's yeah. still, it's right on the side. I can still grab it, but just having like a little space, mm-hmm. you know, I also have a Tardis yeah. full of condoms on my nightstand. It's supposed to be a cookie <laughs> jar, but you know.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask you about condom storage. Cause I think that's very important. Yes. I have a little basket and it's covered in roses and it's very femme. And uh, it makes me very happy. But I've I've also seen people store them in like fish bowls mm-hmm. or in little mini drawers, so they can organize the different types of condoms. There's so many cute ways to do it.
1: Yeah, what I like about yours is that they're kind of laid out. It's like when you present someone a spread of tea bags for them to, like, <laughs> select their tasting. yeah, uh, Your condoms are spread out the same way, whereas mine is just, like, shove your hand into the TARDIS and, like, hopefully pull something out or dump them all out at once and shuffle through until you find the one that you're looking for, which is less fun. Yeah. Uh, it's a better mm-hmm. storage unit, when, well, if and when I have people who I am, like consistently playing with and know their condom preferences and can just stock up on like a specific kind so they're easy to grab but something like yours where they're like laid out is better for when I'm like hooking up with a wider range of people
0: yeah because my thing like as a service sub I do enjoy having the correct condoms for particular Mm -hmm. partners available and uh, to tell a very bitter angry story about that I did once buy a (laughs) hundred kimono ultra thin condoms because they were a partner's preference and then he immediately broke up with Ugh. me for unrelated reasons <laughs> and i have yet to fuck someone else who likes those condoms i'm sure i will but that's a lot but, of condoms yeah, to and, just have now
1: and before they expire because it's like a couple years but like <laughs>
0: Sort of race against the cock, you know?
1: (laughs) I had a friend once give me a couple hundred condoms that expired in like three months, and they were like, I have nothing to do with these. Maybe you do something. And I was like, You have much higher expectations for my social life. (laughs) Yeah,
0: you gotta host an orgy at that point. Like, what else are you gonna do with all that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So here's your periodic (laughs) reminder to go through your condom stores. And throw them away yes. every once in a while because they actually expire and have expiration dates on them. I sometimes use yeah, expired ones for that. toys.
0: Yeah, because... that seems fine.
1: Yeah, I so when they expire, they get more brittle. Um, mm-hmm. So a broken condom with a factory installed dick is a problem. Mm-hmm. A broken condom with a dildo is. Uh, I have to boil the dildo, and I again, and I guess we're fine. Yeah, like it's an annoyance, but no one's getting pregnant. So, you Mm know.
0: (laughs) So tell me about your bed and bedding situation, because I know that you had a pretty big big, uh, bed switch. And I'm wondering uh, if sex was a factor in how you made that decision.
1: It definitely was. uh, One thing I miss about my other bed is that it was at, like, just about waist-hip height for a lot of people. It was tall, Mm
0: -hmm. so it was
1: really easy to, like, lay on the bed and have someone standing next to it, and I can't Mm -hmm. really do that with this bed in the same way. Mm -hmm. Uh, But what I do like about it is I have a very small space. I live in New York City. So my... Bed does double duty as a couch in my room, so I can kind of socialize or use it as a bed. Mm. And it has these, it's from Ikea, because I'm a poor millennial. (laughs) And it has these giant weighted pillows slash cushions, I guess, that sit on it, uh, Mm. that create a couch back. And you can move them around, and there are three of them. And what's great is they're almost like liberator pillows, which are these (laughs) uh, sex sex position aids. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but they're actually, they're weighted. The bottom is heavy and the the very base is rubber because you're supposed to be able to lean back against them and have them be a couch back wherever you move them on the bed. So I can do that wherever I move them on the bed for sex reasons. And they're also a lot more stable and secure than a lot of uh, Liberator pillows that I've used. Mm -hmm. So they're too tall for doing things like propping up your butt, which is something that, like, a Wedge or Liberator Jazz would be good for. But they're really great for, like, being bent over or even, like, laying on them and having someone kneel next to you or something to create that, like, height disparity. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I definitely... I went... I was in Ikea with a whole bunch of, a whole polycule of people who are like, either have been dating or are currently dating. And we were all running around like the bed area, trying different positions on them and seeing like, I remember one moment where I was having a conversation with like one or two people and then some of the other people in our group were actually testing how secure these like weighted pillows were <laughs> by like shoving them to see how hard they could push it without actually moving the bed and yeah. like some ikea person just kind of like walked by with an eyebrow up and i'm like don't worry about it it's fine it's fine we're just <laughs> testing logistics here this is a big investment it's fine yeah. trust the I sex also weirdos like,
0: to like thoroughly check out all the functions of the bed
1: <laughs> exactly you have to vet it I also like that it uh, lifts up and has a ton of storage underneath, which is nice. Good for toys. So I have like blankets and pillows and stuff under there, but it would also be really great for uh, like kink gear and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I keep my uh, Liberator throw under the bed because you never know when you might want to randomly squirt. So got to have it at the ready.
1: Mine's in my nightstand drawer, which is another reason why I like that they're so deep.
0: So I, for the first four years that I was sexually active, had a twin size bed that was very squeaky oh, in my parents' home. And so it was fine for the first couple of years because I was having a lot of girl on girl sex. So there wasn't a lot of like thrust. I mean, obviously there can be in girl on girl sex, but um, the particular things we were doing were not very like motion heavy. And so the squeaking wasn't that big of a deal. But when I started having PIV sex, it was just untenably squeaky. So we had to move onto the floor most of the time. And then after I had been dating that partner for a year, my dad was like, so I think sex is a very important part of relationships, so I would like (laughs) to buy you a bigger bed. And I was oh. like, okay, this is an awkward conversation. But then he did. That is weird, a- <laughs> but
1: also I would like it.
0: <laughs> yes. He-, he went and bought me a double-sized bed, new mattress, new duvet, the whole thing. And uh, it doesn't squeak. And uh, there was one slightly awkward moment at the bed store where uh, he was asking me if I wanted a headboard. But it was going to be, like, significantly more expensive. So, like, I didn't really want to ask for it. But... Also, like, headboards are really good for a lot of sex things that I like to do, so... Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. that's a thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Especially if you can get the ones that have, like, uh, like more ornate uh, iron stuff so you can use them for bondage things.
0: Yeah. So if, if you yeah. don't have a headboard or, like, anything to tie bondage stuff to, I would definitely recommend the under-the-bed restraints because all you need like to thread them under your mattress and then you're good to go. But, um,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. And those are pretty solid.
0: What about lighting? Is that something you considered for sexy things?
1: <sighs> so I want, I have a Google home and I want to be like, Hey Google, it's sexy time and have it like adjust. No, cancel Google. Stop. I'm sitting next <laughs> to it. <laughs> i have no idea what that could i
0: don't understand
1: neither do i
0: (laughs) hey siri let's fuck
1: Um. (laughs) like i want to be able to set that up and have it like adjust the lighting and put on music but i have not splurged for the fancy lighting thing yet yeah uh Honestly, I say that's why I want it. Really, I want it so that I can turn the lights on and off without making my cat get off of me because this is the kind of human being
0: that I am. Yeah, I mean, like, it would be useful for sex. It would be more useful for your everyday cat needs. I feel that.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: I'm just... I can't Um, stop thinking about all the phrases that you could use with, like, a smart home setup to induce sexy lighting. Like, you'd be like, hey, Siri, bounce go wow wow Or, um... (laughs) (laughs) Or, or like, hey, Siri, I'm getting hard. Or, like, I don't know what you... (laughs) This is just really (laughs) delighting me.
1: (laughs) And you could program it to do all of them. Like, I taught mine to start responding to things like, hey, I'll be right back. Mostly because I smoke weed and forget it's not a person. And don't say, pause, say, I'll be right back when I go to get snacks. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, one of my favorite things is, like, teaching my Google Home... uh, I think they're called routines or something. I don't know. But you say one thing and it does a whole bunch of commands to get you ready for it. It's really nice. Yeah. It's like the perfect service bottom that like anticipates your (laughs) needs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If I say, hey Siri, let's get it on. It should start playing. Let's get it on and lower the lights and um, pop open my condo basket. Yes. (laughs) yeah, I, I've definitely told the story before, but I did once have a Tinder hookup who told me that my overhead light made the room feel like a hospital, and uh, I've just been haunted by that comment ever since, so I have invested in That's lamps. That's so intense. Lamps are nice. I'm a fan of the lamp. Uh, I also really, really like those like fairy lights or like Christmas lights. I think that those are like the sexiest lights that you can get. I don't currently have any, though, but they're cute.
1: Yeah, My room also has a lot of natural lighting. Yes. So I have two big windows. And even at night, I have, uh, like, street lamps outside of my window. But not, like, my window faces a courtyard inside of my apartment complex. So they're, like, Mm -hmm. Narnia-looking bullshits. Mm -hmm. Um, So even when the light's off in my room, especially if I have that or if I have my TV on, because my TV has... Again, I have the Google Home setup or whatever, so my TV is usually doing, like, a slideshow and Mm -hmm. showing the time and the weather and whatever. So a lot of that kind of works as, like, passive light so Mm -hmm. I can get away with not having something on a dimmer or whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. my room is very rarely pitch black unless I do that on purpose.
0: Yeah, which is good. I like to leave lights on as a courtesy to partners of mine who like to look at stuff during sex because as we've discussed my eyes are usually closed i'm not looking at shit so doesn't yeah. really matter to me and,
1: and also in most cases anyone i'm fucking in my room is not super used to being in my room at least currently mm-hmm. uh so having at least a little bit of lighting i think is just a courtesy to like like you don't make the room pitch black when a stranger's sleeping with you
0: No, it's creepy as
1: fuck. Yeah, like, they're gonna, they need to be able to, like, keep track of their surroundings. They do not remember where your nightstand is, and they are gonna trip over it. Like, at least let them see what they're doing.
0: Only marginally related. I was reading a thread on Reddit yesterday that came up in the sugar baby community. I don't know how I found this, Um, but uh, a sugar daddy was curious why his sugar baby never wanted to do overnights. Uh, and a bunch of sugar babies in the comments were like well because like she may not be able to trust you like with her sleeping body and her possessions in your space which like is really reasonable but I guess this dude hadn't thought about that yeah my brain's not working too good that was like not at all relevant to this episode
1: (laughs) no it was I think I think it speaks to how it's important to recognize like part of creating your space is not just making it easy for you to have the sex you want in it, but creating space that guests feel safe in. Yeah. And there is some sort of, like, courtesy to that, like, stupid shit. Like, my little clips with chargers have chargers for devices that I don't have. I have an iPhone charger back there. That's so Because thoughtful. I have friends and partners and people who use iPhone chargers. My little caddy. I very rarely use oil-based lube, but there's a bottle in there just in case, you know, um, I have a cat and I keep allergy pills in my house. Uh, I don't have allergies, but people come over that might, Mm -hmm. uh, and just like recognizing the little things that someone might need, you know, I, I don't menstruate anymore, but I keep tampons in the house. Mm. Um, I've seen a lot of debate
0: about that point, especially about, like, cis dudes, whether they should keep menstrual supplies, like, whether it comes across as creepy or if it's thoughtful, and, uh, I don't know. I'm kind of torn on that, because I would definitely think it was unusual, but I would also probably appreciate it if I was in an emergency situation where I needed that,
1: so I don't know. I would contextualize it as, like, Mm -hmm. oh, I keep it here because I have friends over a lot, or, like... Yeah. yeah. You know, like, say something like, you know, oh, I've had too many friends come over and need them. I just keep them here just in case, yeah. you know. And you don't buy fucking Costco pack, right? You get <laughs> a little 12-pack that sits in there for a year, and the yeah. one time someone needs it, you're a fucking hero. Mm-hmm.
0: Do tampons expire? I
1: don't know. I wouldn't There's leave no them reason in there why they would, right? Well, there are, yeah. like... preservative chemicals in the, like, cotton and shit. I don't know. I haven't used a fucking tampon since I was, like, 18. I used menstrual cups for years, so God only knows.
0: So you have a lot of sexy art on your walls. Provocative art, sexy art. I do. I have some. I'm wondering, like, to what extent- does that art help you in like sex or date situations, either like get into a sexy headspace or be a conversation starter or that kind of thing?
1: I think it's a good conversation starter, um, especially because a lot of it is around stuff that I am into. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I just have a lot of stuff around my room that are good conversation starters or things to latch onto. I like mementos. I like, filling my space with things that bring me joy, even if it's a pair of stockinged feet on a cock. Like, it (laughs) makes me smart. So every single time my roommate walks into my room, they're like, I love that picture so much. I also love that picture. It's gorgeous. And it, you know, so they're like, I have... And on the opposite wall, I have a bunch of cork that is covered in collectible enamel pins that I got from Disney World. Like, I'm a fucking nerd. Mm -hmm. But both of them equally, I see them and I'm like, oh, it's so pretty. I love them so much. Uh, So it was less about putting, like, specifically, explicitly sexy stuff up there and stuff that just makes me happy when I look at it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really solid point about like nerdy conversation starters because I think that that tends to get my attention more and in better ways yeah. with hookups than if they had like porn on the walls. Like uh, the guy who I banged in Minneapolis, who had like a million uh, nerdy snapback hats, and I was like mad that I only discovered this after we'd fucked because would have been more into it if I knew he was. A big old pokemon and zelda nerd because that's who i am (laughs) as a person but i used to have these anatomical illustrations on my wall of the vulva and the internal clit which i had had printed when i was teaching a workshop on that and then afterward i was just like well these are going on, on my wall and i loved those when i would have people over because inevitably we would have a conversation either about like can you believe that people don't know about the internal clit or somebody would be like what's that uh, and I would get to explain it to them. And that's, like, kind of a fun, flirty thing if you have someone over in, like, a sexy way.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: So you can be like, let me show think- you on my body. Ooh.
1: <laughs> mm. It's invocative. Like, I talked a lot about how it's important to me that my space be accessible and convenient. Um, mm-hmm. And I do make a lot of decisions based on function. Like I have a very tiny room and I have a lot of stuff in it. Like I have optimized the space in here. Yeah, Um, that's great. Thanks. Um, but I think it's also important for a room to have some kind of personality.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Uh,
1: it's creepy. I know
0: you do also have air conditioning, which from what you've told me, in new york is such a hot commod that you could actually get someone to come over and fuck you based on having ac
1: is that still true you probably could you probably could there is a uh, queer cruising facebook group that i've been in and have seen multiple advertisements where folks are like come over i'm, I'm into this i want to do this also i have ac I like definitely yeah. didn't go to a play party last night cuz I was like mm, the odds of there actually being air conditioning in that room cuz that is I've been in that room and I do not think like ugh, there was no way I was feeling sexy in that much heat.
0: No, the, the thought there of are, an air advisories orgy. in New York and
1: Toronto this weekend. Oh my god. Ugh.
0: I mean, only cool if you have a sweat fetish. In which case, that sounds like the most fun thing ever but
1: uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean,
0: there, there could be something actually like kind of cathartic and freeing in a way about like getting sexy and sweaty with a bunch of people who are also getting sexy and sweaty because then it's like none of you are gross because you're all gross.
1: True. See, it's not the sweat though. Like I could get into being sweaty mm-hmm. in like a cold room, but you're just like fucking a lot and getting sweaty, like
0: mm-hmm. down
1: for that. But Just the oppressive heat of like just humidity, and when it's just really (laughs) hot outside and you can't escape it. I hate it so much.
0: Yeah. Like, (laughs) I
1: remember being in high school and being super into this dude. Like, it was very much like my hard eyes crush of, you know, that year or whatever. Yeah. And. They came up to me and, like, things were getting kind of flirty or whatever. And they came over and they were, like, going to give me a hug. Hello. And I was, like, if you touch me, I will murder you. (laughs) And he was, like, what? (laughs) It's, like, the AC is broken in this building. And if you touch me, you will not live to see tomorrow. And he was, like, "Wow, okay, I'm I'm leaving. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Goodbye.
0: Laying down the law. Harsh but fair.
1: (laughs) I just, I don't, I don't fuck with this.
0: I don't have AC in my room. And it's fucking rough out here. I have a fan. The problem with fans, though, is they dry things out and make things cold. (laughs) So, like, if you're sucking a dick and you take the dick out of your mouth for, like, five seconds, suddenly the dick is dry and cold. Which is somebody's kink, surely. Um, But an interesting thing that I have noticed uh, that is worth noting is when I used to fuck in front of a big fan... That's the only time in my life when I've had a condom break because I think like it dried out and there was like friction and yeah. it broke. Unfortunately, fortunately at the time I was on birth control so it was fine. But I was like, that's good to know. I'm mean, going to be careful about that.
1: This is an interesting and slightly unrelated story, but I do need you to hear it. Uh, there is a video <laughs> the story. that I got at work. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, totally. Uh, there is a video <laughs> that we got submitted at work from one of our Make Love Not Porn stars who, they're Canadian, and they Mm -hmm. were fucking in a tent in Canada. And they were giving the person a handjob, I think, but it was so cold that the person's dick literally started steaming and you could (laughs) see the smoke. (laughs) It was amazing. It was so good.
0: Oh, I'm trying to think if I've ever seen that happen. Because, like, my bedroom in my parents' house where they used to live was really far away from the furnace and the AC. So whatever the temperature was outside it would basically be that but worse in my room, which was horrendous. And I oh. lived there for, like, 26 years or something. Oh. Um, and uh, I don't think I ever saw a dick steaming. But I think that I would feel pretty proud of myself if I made a dick steam. That seems like a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're off topic, friends. We, gotta, gets gotta, we gotta really are. It back it's in fine. Here. I have a question for yeah, you. Yeah, I guess. This Great. is a, a sort of a poly etiquette question. Um, mm. How many pictures of you and your partner is too many to have on the walls of your room if you're having someone else over.
1: I think it really truly depends on like the proportions of your room. Yeah. And like where they are spread out amongst your house or whatever. I think Mm -hmm. a reasonable amount of pictures to have of your partner is would be a reasonable amount for, like, also your friends to come over and everything. Like, I don't think you have to be like, oh, I'm having a date. I need to have 20% less pictures of my partner in this room. Right. Uh, (laughs) I think as long as it wouldn't come up weird to a friend, uh, Mm -hmm. at least me personally, I probably wouldn't want to date someone who would be like, oh, God, you have seven pictures? I really, I have a maximum of five pictures per square foot. So...
0: (laughs) (laughs) It does depend on... Placement and also what type of images they are, because for example, mm. I did get a bunch of pictures printed, some of which I was going to put on my wall, and one of them is just like my partner shirtless lying in bed, looking amorous, and I was like, ah, I actually don't know if this belongs on my wall. I think perhaps <laughs> this is just for me to treasure in my private moments, you know. But uh, on that yeah. note, I did I I once. Um, Went on a date with someone who I was very into. Good date. We fucked. Uh, And then after we were done fucking, he got up to go to the bathroom and I glanced over to his nightstand and there was a framed photo of his cat. (laughs) And I was like, dear God. Good. Where did you come from? (laughs) (laughs) And he, he was definitely like, he was exactly as into his cat as that story would indicate. Like... He, he often paid more attention to the cat than me when I was over. And I was often a little bit like, yo, got a hot girl here. Like, hi. Um, so it was it, that relationship was not destined to be. But I wish him and his cat the best of luck together. <laughs> Another poly etiquette question. What should you do uh, between partners? I think bare minimum, launder your sheets. Um, yes. Throw away any discarded underwear or condom wrappers, etc. I guess it depends though, because there are some people who are very into hearing about their partner's exploits, and me, I'm just like, I just want you to whisk that away. I just want that to be away from me. <laughs> what do you think?
1: I think clean your sheets is like <laughs> bare minimum requirement. Uh I also clean my room before people come over, but I clean my room every morning, so I'm maybe not the best You're on another level. (laughs) Yeah. It doesn't, if you do it every morning, it doesn't take long. You just do like a quick sweep in a vacuum, you put away your clutter, and you make a bed.
0: (sighs) I, I admire you. I I just don't think I'll ever get there. (laughs)
1: Excellent. god i'm oh and I, obviously clean any toys and any of that yeah shit.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah yeah
1: yeah for sure
0: um it's oh, it's like not only rude this, but also a health and safety issue for you to have to encounter the cum of someone you're not fucking like don't don't do that
1: yeah yeah although unrelated side note i got a uh very thin plastic garbage can uh it's like a waste bin for like Um, under a desk or whatever. Yeah. And it lives next to my bed specifically for used toys because I hated having to like put them back on my nightstand covered and come question Mm -hmm. mark. (laughs) Uh, So it, it is actually slid the way my bed is it's slid between my bed and the wall. So you can't really see it, but then Mm -hmm. I can just bring the whole bin into the bathroom and wash everything when I'm done. It's very wise. Yeah.
0: I once had a very messy menstrual tryst with the fucking Sculptures Double Trouble and then put it on my nightstand.
1: (laughs) I fully expected you to be saying a person.
0: I'm sorry. Nah. Close enough. I'm going to marry that thing. (laughs) Um. (laughs) It's my something blue.
1: (laughs) What is going on? I'm sorry, just my... My mental image of this date just changed from you and a person to you and this personified glass sex toy.
0: Yeah, it wasn't so much a date as just a fuckathon, but um, yeah, so you know. I, I put it aside and it's a bright blue dildo that was covered in bright red blood. And then later that day, I had my friend Daniel over, who is a platonic friend. And uh I did not realize until we were leaving that the dildo had been out the whole time and I was like, Oh my god, I can't believe that I let you see that. He was like, you know what? It's chill. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've been friends with you long enough, it's it's fine.
0: Yeah, I mean, honestly that made me feel closer to him. <laughs> and, like you've seen my calm and my blood intermingled and you still enjoy me as a person. We're in good shape. It takes
1: it takes a certain special kind of cis man to be okay with period blood
0: yes and
1: just in general more
0: power to them there needs to be more of them i enjoy them they make this world a better place you really do so here's an important question bex uh you're going over to someone's house for a hookup or a sex date
1: how do you want right after this how did you know sorry oh my god (laughs) maybe
0: because you told me how do you want them to optimally outfit their home or their room to make it a comfortable place for you to bang them?
1: Make sure anything that, like, we're going to play with or that we might need is out and in a place that I can, like, see and get to it fairly easily.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, make sure it's easy for me to get to the bathroom and, like, yeah. the bathroom is set up to be used by strangers Mm -hmm. uh so and again things I might need are easy to find and like I can I can freaking problem solve like (laughs) leave backup toilet paper in the bathroom not in some other random room in the house Mm -hmm. um little things like that where you're like okay if a stranger was in this room would they know how to do the basic things that they might need to do yeah so yeah and little things like having an extra toothbrush in case someone's gonna sleep over um yes like sometimes i'll keep some backup toothbrushes under the sink um
0: just consciousness
1: that a stranger might need to navigate that space
0: yes i had a former roommate who had a very active sex life um And she kept many extra toothbrushes as well as other small toiletries available Mm -hmm. for people to use, which is very hospitable and sweet. Yeah. I would add, I always appreciate it when people bring me water, um, Mm -hmm. offer it to me or just bring it to me like before, during or after sex. All of those are good times (laughs) to drink water. Uh, And also there was the time that I hooked up with a dude And after sex, he asked me if I wanted some chocolate, and I said, sure. And he returned from his kitchen with three different flavors of chocolate bar from the refrigerator for me to choose from. And it was like a hot summer night. I was like, this is fucking amazing. Yeah, but okay, on the note of decor, that dude also, when I was on my way over to his place, he warned me, just so you know, I'm really into Nicolas Cage. And I was like, okay. Okay. So then we arrived at his apartment, in the front entryway, he has a floor-to-ceiling poster of Nicolas Cage's film Face Off, and I was that not ready. so bad. I was really not ready for that, but he did warn me.
1: <laughs> I had someone who had, I think, Nicolas Cage on a pillow or something <laughs> on their bed. But like, yeah, a friend had gotten them or something. I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. We're just gonna put that over there for now.
0: You could just you could be like making out with Nick Cage essentially while getting plowed from behind. That seems great, actually.
1: I don't I don't think it does.
0: (laughs) Who's okay, which celebrity would you like your hookup to have printed on a pillow for your usage during sex? (laughs) Matt Bomer, I think.
1: Oh, he's so pretty. He really is. Oh, I don't know. I feel like, honestly, any celebrity would just make me more uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think the weirdest possible one would be your own face.
1: Yeah. Definitely. Don't like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so our friend Epifra... A while ago reviewed this product, which is a simple human soap dispenser, which she uses mm. as a lube dispenser. What do you think about that? Would you ever get one of those?
1: Yeah, I mean those are cool. It's always been more work than it seems worth for me to like get it set mm. up and everything. I legit mm-hmm. own a lube dispenser, but it needs specific lube, so fuck all of that.
0: Yeah. Um, hate that.
1: Yeah. But I've never been like super bothered by getting lube out of the bottle yeah, because it's so easy to grab or whatever. But I could mm-hmm. definitely, if that appeared on my nightstand, I would use the fuck out of it and enjoy it. Yeah. I just have not bothered to get there.
0: I think a thing with that is that it immediately outs you as like a pretty intense sex person, which uh, I usually want people to know that, but not always right like you have your stuff (laughs) hanging so like it's pretty obvious and like I have some stuff in here that would make it obvious but like if I didn't quite feel comfortable with someone knowing every detail of my sex weirdness then I might want to tone it down at first yeah although I do have a flogger hanging from my wall right now so there is no I totally
1: get that like there are definitely times where I would want to like tone it down and mellow it out a little bit too Mm -hmm. uh and i cannot do that given what my room looks like uh and sometimes forget like i've had vanilla friends over and they were here for like an hour and a half before one of them were like so we're not gonna talk about the fact that bex has dicks all over his walls and the other two were like nah and he was like all right and and by later they were all like reading sex books off my bookshelf so you know (laughs) it's fine
0: it's great Okay, listener questions. We got a few. Yeah. Someone was wondering if decorating a room with sex in mind can make it feel like there's pressure on to have sex, and if there are some, like, lower-key ways to make a room sex-ready and comfy for sex.
1: Yeah, I think, I think you want to strike the balance, right? Because walking into a room that is set up to look like a freaking dungeon is mm-hmm. going to feel like oh we are here to do the sex things because that is exclusively what this room is made for right right but you can make your room convenient to have sex in and also convenient to do other things in because you're probably gonna do other things in that room right yeah um so you're gonna sleep there so I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that's like big and plush and comfy and cozy that's fun to have sex on top of too Mm -hmm. but not exclusively for that yeah um And I'm sure you, you know, maybe you sit in there and read and you have your, like, stack of books or your bookshelf or, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, maybe you watch a lot of TV or whatever. Remember the other things you use that room for and make sure it's accessible for all of those things. And I think that kind of eliminates some of the pressure of the, like, this is the sex room. But let's be honest, also, if you're bringing people into your bedroom, like, there's already (laughs) a little bit of... Yeah. Uh, A little bit of something there, depending on who the person is.
0: Yeah. I think, while I think there's something to be said for not feeling the need to hide your sex stuff, which is nice. I also think that hiding it or just tucking it away uh, without the shameful implication that the word hiding has uh, can be better if you're bringing someone over for, like, the first time or whatever. Like, my toys are in drawers. You can, like, sort of see them, but only if you're looking for them. And uh, I think that's fine. I have some pieces yeah. displayed, but they're like the really pretty ones that uh, seem like they are worth displaying. So I don't think it comes across as like explicitly sexual.
1: Yeah. And there are times where I'll like, I usually make a joke or something about being like, oh, by the way, my room has a lot of like sex stuff. Yes. But honestly, most people who have made it to my room have met me and, like, walk in and are like, oh, yeah, this checks out. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, if these structures are in place in your room, for the most part, people aren't going to assume you put them there because they're coming over. They're going to assume that this is what this room looks like and you're just like this. Right. Yeah.
0: Yep. Another question we got, I don't know that we'll have super a lot to say about this, but this one really cracked me up. Uh, someone was looking for advice on how to decorate a home dungeon, but they wanted the room to also double as a nursery. I forget the reason for this, but. Um, probably a baby. Probably, but I mean, <laughs> it just to me, that really seems like you should pick a lane. But also, like, if you're not, like, you're living your best life, like, you're really just going for it.
1: Yeah, um, and honestly, like I think that can totally be done, especially if the baby is little. Like, you if something is a nursery, you have years before this kid is gonna be like, "That's a St. Andrew's cross." Like, <laughs> they're not like baby's not standing up, being like, "Ooh, single tail." Like, they don't know. <laughs> what if that was oh.
0: your baby's first word? Fuck, <laughs> badass. Um, Someone Um, suggested in the thread that if you take one wall off of a cage, that it becomes a crib. And I laughed for about eight minutes when I read that.
1: (laughs) Oh my god.
0: They also said that a spanking bench can double as a changing table. And I was like, ooh, I don't know about Mm -hmm. that. I think you need some uh, antiseptic wipes nearby for
1: that one. I mean, you need antiseptic wipes for both spanking benches and... (laughs) that's true solid
0: point yeah true but
1: i'm more concerned about how thin it is because that might be the day that baby learns to roll um right and that would not end well
0: yeah
1: uh but i mean so we're joking a lot but there are definitely subtler things that you can do Mm -hmm. um so i've seen um You know if if you're able to get if there's a closet in the room or something and you're able to have some sort of furniture that can like go away in the closet and come back out Mm -hmm. um that might be easier so you might not be able to do something huge like a St. Andrew's cross but Mm -hmm. I saw this company at Folsom that actually sells modification kits to modify Ikea furniture into dungeon furniture
0: that's fucking Uh, amazing
1: Right. And the kit is like 40 bucks and they're like, go to Ikea and buy these three pieces of furniture and do this thing. And now you That's have incredible. a spanking bench. Yeah. gangsters. Uh, so something like that, where it's going to create a pretty lightweight something, you know, it's not going to be this high quality industrial gear, right? Um, but it's probably something that can like fold up easily and get tucked away or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Liberator has a lot of furniture that is designed for sex, but also looks like it can just be like a lounge chair type thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, So some sort of lounge like that in there might work. Uh, Also, because all of that furniture is furniture that's designed to be fucked on, it's super easy to clean. You can, uh, a lot of it, you can take the covers off and wash them. Like they're designed to have gross fluids on them. Yeah. So like a baby spitting up on it will not be the end of the world. Yeah. Um, But, uh, and then... Things like uh, if you get a sex swing, that's another thing that can get tucked away really easy, some sort of swing or sling. <laughs> I thought you were going to
0: say the baby could swing on it.
1: Yes, also that. Um, this We're just walking no, on it,
0: thin ice with this question.
1: <laughs> we are. Um, but it's going to... Uh, Cooper Beckett on Life on the Swing Set has written an article on how to modify a smoke alarm to cover the hook for a sex swing. Uh, So you can install it. Yeah, so it's obviously not a functional smoke alarm anymore, but you can hollow it out and cover the hook for your sex swing, and then it just pops off and you hook the hook up. So now you don't have a random hook in the middle of your ceiling. Obviously, get a real smoke alarm and a carbon monoxide detector (laughs) so you don't kill you and your baby. But also... uh, Yeah, you can do something like that to disguise a hook so that you can have this, like, secure hook from the ceiling. And it doesn't look like you're, like, trying to hang potted plants in the middle of the room or something.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, As for general dungeon decoration tips, I don't have a ton of experience with this, but I do really like those cheap stick-on hooks that are for, like, Mm. coats or whatever for uh displaying impact toys because like especially in a dungeon environment you probably want to be able to see all your toys uh unless yeah. there's a baby in there um in which case that's kind of a weird look uh <laughs>
1: this question is just a yikes from top to bottom i love it uh
0: i have also seen also
1: i have seen also standing coat racks uh, uh-huh. someone at Tess actually had an unfolding one that they brought in a bag so they came to the dungeon <laughs> pulled it like out it traveling like sales, and then they pulled out all of their floggers and like hung them all the way around this like spinning coat rack and then like showed it to their bottom I was like oh my god <laughs> <laughs>
0: that beautiful. makes me want like a, a long trench coat that's fitted out with like all my toys inside of it you want uh, to buy a cat
1: was... tails <laughs> right
0: I was also going to say a big mirror is always a nice Mm -hmm. touch for a sex space uh, because a lot of people enjoy looking at themselves and or their partners while sex things are going on. I particularly like that during like a spanking or something like that. I don't really like to look at myself during sex, but uh, watching someone hit me from a different angle is cool.
1: Yeah. And I would say with the mirror, if you can find a way to make it accessible only when you want it, uh, mm-hmm. Even cooler because yeah. I know personally there are some days where I'm like, yeah, let's watch, and other days so where I'm like, oh god, no, absolutely, yes. not. yeah, yeah, you, you um,
0: could throw a liberator throw over it or something,
1: yeah. Well, so something, I mean, yeah, if you have like a curtain in front of it or something, or even just something like, well, if we fuck on the bed this way, but if we change to this other angle, it's kind of out of our right. line of sight and we don't have to worry about it, yeah. Um, So something like that is nice if you can figure out a way to get it so you can opt into it.
0: Mm -hmm. One last question. Uh, Someone was wondering how we store rope and they were asking uh, if there's a way to store it loose because they didn't want to coil it up. And I was like, I don't know. I think you should always coil it up because otherwise your rope's just going to be tangled at the exact moment that you need it. And that's not fun for anybody.
1: Yeah, and there are ways to bundle rope where you grab one end and pull, and it's not bundled anymore. Yeah, uh, it's not something that I can teach over an audio platform. There's um, YouTube tutorials. Yeah, but it's not. Uh, I and I can't think of what it's called to have you search it. But there's there are ways to coil it so that's really easy to undo. I know a lot of folks who either hang it from hooks on the wall like that. Um, I have seen folks leave it uncoiled and hang it over, um, like a bar that hangs on their wall, um, and let it dangle that way. So it's maybe folded in half once or twice and then lays, uh, lays freely, but you have to be leaving a lot of open space that way. Uh, otherwise I coil it and I have mine, uh, my coat rack has all of my kink gear is on a coat rack hanging on the wall and there are shelves above it and with little like uh wooden bins I guess Mm -hmm. that are full of like impact things that don't have stuff to hang from and my rope is all in those bins as well.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah I keep mine coiled in a drawer it works fine for me. Yeah. All right. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Dildorks. Uh, If you're in North America, I really hope you're staying cool right now because it is bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, It is. Before we wrap up, I actually have a bunch of things I have to talk about here. As I mentioned last week, my friend Bex is uh, raising money for his top surgery. Yeah. So uh, if you would like to contribute some dollars to Bex's top surgery fund, that is at GoFundMe.com slash Top Surgery for Bex. Or I also made a short URL, which is girly.click slash Help Bex. Uh, and those will take you to the GoFundMe where you can give Bex some dollars for his surgery, which you should. Yay. Thank you. Another thing that you should give money to if you're so inclined, our pal Kevin Patterson from Poly Role Models uh, is working on the second book in a series uh, they're the Four Hire books, which are superhero novels about uh, queer poly folks of color, and they're raising money for the second book right now. Him and his co-author Alana, and you can check that out at tinyurl.com/fhaudition because the book is called Four Higher Audition. That is tinyurl.com/fhaudition. I will put that link in the show notes along with all of these links. Finally, the third thing. This one's mine. I'm excited. This week, uh, my new podcast launched. It's called Question Box, and I'm co-hosting it with my good pal Brent Black, a.k.a. Floss, who has been on this show before. It's a really, really fun podcast that I think actually a lot of Dildorks listeners will enjoy because we get into some very personal, vulnerable TMI shit. Um, It's a two-person game show where Brent faces off against a guest to see how many TMI questions they can answer. And I am the producer and referee, so I am... Usually, the one asking the questions, and uh, it gets pretty silly. We've had on some really cool people, uh, including actually Kevin Patterson of the aforementioned Poly Role Models <laughs> and For higher Audition. So uh, check that out. It's called Question Box. You can look it up anywhere podcasts are found, and uh, I think you're really going to like it.
1: You've also my had name is Bex. Kate Sloan. Oh.
0: I oh yeah, I did have backstory <laughs> of the affirmation
1: <laughs> fundraiser. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's basically like me and Brent were like, who do we know who's cool and would be down to talk about some very personal things? Yeah. I have been Kate Sloan. You can find my sex blog at girlyjuice.net and the rest of my writing at katewritesaboutsex.com. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at girly underscore juice. You can also follow Question Box on Twitter
1: at questionboxshow. I'm Bex. You can find all my writing at bextalksex.com and I'm on Twitter and Instagram at bextalksex. Together with the Dildorks. We're at the Dildorks on Twitter and Instagram and at thedildorks.com. You can also find us by searching the Dildorks in your favorite podcast app. While you're there, rate and review us. It brings us up in the charts and makes us easier for other folks to find.
0: Thanks so much to Protodome. He did our theme song. What a hero. What a genius. Thank you to Amy. Also a hero. Also a genius. She did our logo. You can get it on merch at store.podcastjukebox.org. And actually, there's a sale going on right now. I think it'll still be going on when this comes out. uh, There's 20% off Dildork's merch there, which is putting money toward Bex's top surgery fundraiser. So if you want to get cool merch and also help Bex with his top surgery, that's a neat way to do it. And thank you to you for listening. (laughs) Until next time, (laughs) folks, get out there and live your sexy, dorky life. Bye.
1: Bye. (sighs) Morning. 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 Let's
0: with me. <sighs> I'm gonna go leap out a window I can't fucking deal with this shit
1: this, this is awful I'm literally gonna turn the AC on Just while I put my boots on To walk out the door Just so I have a little bit Just like a taste Before I leave
0: Yeah, I I, uh, I used to have these animato- uh, animatomical Fucked <laughs> 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 Someone on Instagram just called me a whore. Oh. I'm so flattered. How nice. Why? (laughs) Because he wanted to talk about spanking with me and I told him to pay me and he was like, but if I pay you, I won't be able to respect you because you'll be a whore.
1: (laughs) Oh. How nice.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
1: Okay. Well, I don't like people.
0: The men are at it again.
1: Don't Somebody like people. stop them. And I just remember this moment where I was like having a conversation with one people and two uh, two other people in our group were one people.
0: Yeah, Not I was again. like, uh okay.
1: <laughs> nope.
0: I'm fucking hype over here. My blood is like all caffeine and no water.
1: Okay. You should have more water. There is a I just water. I drank
0: this much water and it's I know. Okay.
1: Um, you have to do that seven more times today. Seven times? Those are the rules.
0: Sex t- says I have to eight drink eight seven of, of these. glasses water
1: a day. Well, thanks
0: Because so. eight glasses of water a day. It's eight cups, isn't it?
1: Isn't it eight? I think it's eight glasses, but that's sort of a vague measurement, isn't it? Yeah, yeah that's no, that's it's pseudoscience bullshit. But I love it's that better I have than Dad one. and
0: Daddy here, like water domming me. It's great. <laughs> Water doming sounds like some kind of Olympic sport.
1: (laughs) Anyway, someone who um, specializes in waterboarding. I have so many questions that we have gotten to. So I also did. I'm sorry, but okay. This is a complete tangent, but I did do a scene where we sprayed someone with a cold hose. It was so fun.
0: I like that you that you said a cold hose. Rather than a hose spraying cold water, the hose itself. Well, we like, yes,
1: okay, true, but like, and we like dumped ice and water hose. and stuff on them. We were at camp, and we did a whole. I, we like, should we should do an episode a temperature, temperature, temperature play thing
0: because I'm yeah. having thoughts and feelings. But anyway, I don't know yeah. why we're talking you so <laughs> we much about temperature in, in this episode about decor. Fucking ah. hell. Okay, an- another poly etiquette question. So, if you want to
1: um, do a water scene in your room, you need to get a tarp. Okay.
0: A tarp, yeah, I don't. Where would one even go to purchase a tarp? I, Home Depot. <laughs> this is not my what? lifestyle. I'm, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a handy femme, You know, Well, I am a handy femme, but.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Somebody stop me!
0: All right. Um. Another poly etiquette question. I'm handy them. Can you stop uh-huh. interrupting me? <laughs> Sorry. I'm trying to podcast. Uh, how do you want them to optimally. That's not how that word is pronounced. Nope. Fuck. One last question. I have to pee so bad. Should I go now or should I just wait until we're done?
1: Is that the last question? You should go no. now.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> BRB. Don't go anywhere.
1: I won't. It's Together We're the Dildorks. We're on the Dildorks... Every week. (laughs) We're on the Dildorks right now!
0: (laughs) Whoa. trippy. Oh.